Did you call bank? I call game. <laughs> Round two. We're and back for another week. Two. Yeah, every fortnight just delivering this goodness. Do we have a name yet, Will? We do. We actually have come up with a name. I know last week you guys were wondering what our name was, but we've actually come up with a name called... Drum roll, please. Uh, calling Bank. Why? Tell me why. Why, why do we have this name? <laughs> so one of my favourite moments, I think... My, my brother, just for context, my brother's a big Washington Wizards fan. Right. Um, so that helps. Um, when Paul Pierce was actually playing for the Wizards for a year or two... Um, <laughs> that brief stint. That brief stint. A very successful brief stint. In um, between, I think it was Brooklyn and the Clippers. Great stint. Um... <laughs> His retirement tour. Yeah. Um, there was a moment where, in a playoff series against Atlanta, uh, he hits a game winner, and someone says, and and it, it was a bank shot, so he yeah. literally banked off the rim and um, off the backboard. And the interviewer says, "Did you call bank?" And he said, "No, I called game." So <laughs> well, I thought, "The truth is a baller." The what truth is I a baller. Say? So thanks to you, truth, we're now called. Calling Bank. And you know what's great is that Calling Bank is also, when you're playing a game of basketball, if you're going to hit the backboard, you're going to call Bank. Because everyone knows if you get it in and you don't call Bank, the points don't count. No. <laughs> like, no. no, it should be. It's actually minus points, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. Um, what's your game of the week? Yeah, so it's our the uh, fortnightly uh, start-off, the game of the week. So this one, I've gone back a little bit um, mm. in time to have a look at the Blazers... Houston game. You wouldn't be going forward in time. No, I wouldn't. I mean, maybe we will be going forward in time. Actually, we will. That was a great segue. You did see, very well. See, see. <laughs> um, and maybe we'll be going forward in time in, in the Western Conference Finals, maybe. Ooh. We might see. Um, but literally, this game, for me, was just about breaking the streak. What's the game? Blazers versus Houston Rockets. Of course. Streak-breaking game. Streak-breaking game. So Portland came into this game on a 13-game winning streak. Their second longest in franchise history, the most since 2007. Um, Houston had won five straight coming into this game and had won 22 of their last 23. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty good. It's, it's, pretty good. it's because they had Paul, Clint Capella and Harden playing. That's why they win. That's simple. <laughs> and I mean, last week, last time we covered the um, the game, they actually lost against Toronto. So that oh, was yeah, the game. That's true, actually. That was their streak beaten. That was their streak. Well, a lot of streaks going on. I know, we just like following streaks. Um, so obviously, just to spoil the result, Houston won by four points. Um, so they won their sixth straight. Um, and as a Portland fan, obviously, it hurt quite a bit. Uh, would have been nice to win 14 in a row. But why I picked this game was just for a few reasons. I think from my from my uh, point of view, I think A, could be the next Western Conference Finals this year. Maybe. Yeah, with all the injuries to Golden State, anything's possible. Anything's possible. And I mean, obviously Houston are looking like they'll get the first seed. They have got the first seed. Yeah, they've clinched it. Golden State will get the second seed. If Portland get the third seed, we won't see them to the Western Conference Finals. So That's true. I have to say, though, I reckon that, and we'll probably get to this, I reckon Portland should have won that game. Now, that's that's an interesting point of view. Now, on this game, I think the simplest way of looking at it is this. They lost by four points. Compare Paul and Harden, the two stars of Houston, with Lillard and McCollum, the two Yeah, what are their stats? Guys. The stats were Paul and Harden combined for 64 points, and Lillard and McCollum combined for 28. This... Lillard normally gets 28 on his own. On his own. Let alone with CJ. Yep. Who's had some terrible games, mind you, but in his own right can get a 35, which he did just the other night. 
on your own right, you'd normally say that maybe those two combine and they, they equalize each other out. In yeah. this time, you had a plus 36 to Paul and Harden. <laughs> so that that was something that you could just simply just look at that and say, well, of course, Houston won. But but it's not just that. It was also the shooting percentage. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was like, what were they? Like nine for 32, which was McCullum and um, Lillard. Like, yeah. that's awful, awful for your two core players. Awful. It's filth. It's funny, though, because despite all of that, and I, and, I, and I don't think they had a great first three quarters at all, um, the third quarter for me was one of the best-played quarters that I've watched all season. You had talented players on both sides converting great shots from deep outside, deep inside, deep anywhere. Um, and <laughs> was, that, was that the game where Trevor Ariza took it from the boundary and tried to shoot it in? Basically. <laughs> and, and, he, and he gets it in. Yeah. Um, and after three quarters, Portland actually end up winning by were up by one um unfortunately we ran out of gas in the last five minutes tucker reason hard and connect on four threes in the last five minutes yeah you can't beat that you can't beat that mike dane tony's just like you guys just shoot threes shoot threes just shoot threes shoot threes and get layups (laughs) that's it um so you get a seven nil run in the last two minutes by lillard and mccullum finally deciding to score but paul grabbed an offensive rebound in the last five seconds converted two late free throws and that was the game yeah um, I guess it makes you think what happens in a series of seven, which is the better team? Because after looking at that game, I think Portland. You think Portland? I'll tell you why. Tell me. It's because their starters played like trash. They match up really well. CJ and, uh, you know, Harden, and then Lillard and Paul, they're pretty even. And then Nurkic and then um, Capella. Capella. Yeah. And then the supporting cast as well. Yeah. So I think in this game, obviously, Houston only ends up winning by four despite what we were saying, the equalisation there. But I I think what the keys were for me, Mm -hmm. to beat Houston in a seven-game series, Portland have to do two things better. A, we have to limit their efficiency from three. Yeah. They shot... Wait, if, wait, you're telling me that you have to guard the three you have for to guard Houston. The three. Oh, what a surprise. I'm, I'm genuinely shocked. I know, I know. And, and when you get the supporting cast helping out for Houston, that's when you get problems. So you had them shoot 53% from three on the night. That's way too high for Portland's sake. Yeah. The second thing is Portland's bench has to be better. So the Rockets got 37 points from their bench, shooting 50% from three. Something of seven from 14. Whilst Portland, Portland's bench only ended up with 23 points and shooting two from five from three. Yeah. 40% isn't bad, but when you're only taking five of those shots from three, that's problematic. It's not ideal against a team that is known for Eric Gordon shooting threes. Even Gerald Green shoots, shoots threes. threes. Everyone shoots Goodness threes. Nene could probably shoot yeah. three if they yeah. wanted him to. Um, <laughs> so it's one of those. But look, I, I think after watching this game as well, hats off to Houston. I think they're rightfully the one, number one seed. And, 100%. And for me, Harden going for 42 points, he was insane. Um, he's definitely, in my mind, Mr. MVP. Yes, yeah, no one even... It's, it's who's second, really, to Harden, the beard. But I, I reckon the real question is is whether or not they will play in the conference finals because mm. I reckon that matchup between Houston and Blazers, I think it'd be pretty even. It'd be a good series. It'd be a great series. Any of the top three, Golden State, Houston, and Portland, those series, series, phenomenal. I think it'd be a great series. They're Absolutely so, phenomenal. So I'm hoping we can... Uh, Finally get the Warriors in that second round. Yeah, but I'll stop my... It's uh, a dream. Yeah. Now, I had a couple of things to choose from. I could have chosen um, 
the overtime game on on Saturday with uh, Milwaukee and the Lakers. I'm not going to choose that obviously because it was it was a trash game. Didn't even have Lonzo in it. No. Although I did have Josh Hart back. True. I could have I could have spoken about how LeBron can't win without Kevin Love when they lost to Miami and played like absolute filth in Cleveland. Yep. I could have spoken about Golden State Warriors having the return of Kevin Durant only to get him ejected before the second half, literally with like six seconds left and Milwaukee win that game. Yep. But I decided to choose the start of a streak for the Celtics. Oh, here we so go. Celtics versus Thunder. They just lost to the Pelicans, coming off a pretty nasty loss. I think it was like 15 points to the Pels. They had no Kyrie. They had no Jalen Brown. They had no Marcus Smart. This is a Celtics team that is not... It's so lacking who, who did they have? Who did they have then? <laughs> Rosier, Marcus Mares, Al Horford, who played like absolute trash. I think he scored like five points in that Thunder game. And uh, the supporting cast. I mean, you had Greg Monroe coming off the bench. You had, you know... Um, Aaron Baines? Aaron Baines is there, don't worry. And He's Jason Tatum, who played a terrific game. Good. But really, it's not, a, it's not a team you look at and you'd be like, oh yeah they could be number two seed in the East. Mm. Not at all. And you're, mm. you're playing against a Thunder team that obviously has had problems. You know, their big three aren't working as well as everyone expected, which is great for the Lakers because Paul George will leave. But it, it is, a you know, it is it is still a good team. They're, mm. you know, sixth seed or seventh seed. Or maybe the fifth. Who knows? It changes every it changes day in every the West. I can't know. even say with certainty know. what they are today. Trust me, very um, soon I'll tell you what I think it will be. So okay. Yeah. But this game was the actually the second buzzer beater for... Um, Celtics in this week. Jalen Brown hit one against um, against the Jazz just the other day to to Crazy. win it. Uh, it was 94 all. He hit the three and he's just so class about it. But this game also, Marcus Morris on the buzzer, hits a three-pointer, wins the game. It's 100 to Celtics, 99 to OKC. But this is... This is without Kyrie and it starts a streak where they beat Portland, the Jazz and a couple of other lottery teams essentially but still they beat some good Western three good teams, teams three teams that they're fighting positions with the Jazz um, Portland and with um, OKC as well yeah. so it was a pretty good game what's really interesting though is the bench so they were pretty similar in turnovers assists rebounds but the Celtics bench shot 35 points wow OKC shot 10 that's a difference of 25 yeah not to mention the fact that Tatum and Morris, the starting two that played well, shot over 60%, while OKC's big three shot 41%. Yeah, it's hard to win games like that. You can't win games with that. And they won without Irving, without Jalen Brown, without Marcus Smart. You know, three, one of their best defenders, their only superstar, right? And Jalen Brown, who's just a, a sophomore that's brilliant. I mean, Al Holford will be offended by that only superstar, <laughs> yeah. considering he was an all-star this year. Yeah, and then he scored five top points in the game. So really, like... Yeah. Look, I, I think this is the thing that we have to talk about with the Thunder. That bench will kill them. In the playoffs, oh, they will have to play a six to seven man rotation and try and rely on maybe Terrence Ferguson. Um, <laughs> Corey to... Brewer is in their starting lineup. This is Corey Brewer that literally got no minutes for the Lakers, yeah. played as a, a, a bench player in the Rockets, and now is a starting player for the Thunder. Yeah. Besides Stephen Adams, who I reckon is really their only true good player on that team, <laughs> they can't play. Yeah. They can't match up with the teams that have a bench. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And Celtics have a bench. And I think this is where they'll fall over, um, especially come playoff time. Um, which, as much as we all love Russ, I'm not that unhappy. You know what? Russ is better by himself 
He needs yeah. he needs a supporting cast and a deep bench that can support him. He doesn't need someone like Paul George who makes his own shots, is a terrific defender and can lead his own team. He doesn't need someone like Melo who, although at the start of the season needed the ball a lot in his hands, now doesn't as much. But he's still Melo. Yeah. He still wants the ball in his hands. With this game, I thought it was interesting because I think um, Melo did... Was it Melo the one who missed the free throws right at the end? Like uh, the, I think yes. Um, so that that was a game that they should have had He did that up. in two games in a row. He had that same chance against Portland to tie it up. Yeah. He had, he had two threes that he missed as well. So Melo's just not clutch at the moment. For yeah. He's not ever coming since, Ever since Denver, I think. <laughs> ah, that's when he was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my game of the week. What a, what topic do you want to cover this week? Yeah, so I think this week, what our major focus is, is going to be about both the playoffs and the tanks. Well, it's literally all that's going on before postseason. That's who's going happening. to make it and who's going to get that number one draft pick. Yep. Will it be Cleveland? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Um, so I'm going to... I'll start off with the playoff seeds. I think um, I think I'll start with the easier one um, in the East because the top eight seeds, in my point of view, are already cemented and were cemented maybe a week or two ago. They are. The only pl- team that is still in contention is... Oh, there's two. There's Detroit and Charlotte, but both of which have... They need like six wins and they need the Bucks and the Heat and the Wizards to lose all of their, next all of their games. games. Yeah. And Which with the Bucks win today, I'm pretty sure it's not possible. No. No. So look, they're not they're mathematically still in it, but realistically mm. they're out. They're not. Um so basically I wanted to go through what in my point of view the final positions will be. So okay. for those of you who want to take any betting tips from me, please if you lose money, <laughs> uh do not blame me. Do not send any letters in. Um There was that one time we made a bet uh a multi on Christmas Day and we got we got two right out of five. Out of five. Not yeah. bad. Not bad. Um, so, some hard games on Christmas Day, though. It was, yeah, it was tough. It was not hard. Um, so I'll go through really? it. So obviously, in, in my point of view, Toronto finished number one. They've Currently, got it. 55 and 20. Um, I've actually got them down. They're, they're playing at in Boston and in Cleveland in their next, uh, next seven games. They did lose to Cleveland before. Yep. And Boston, it could go either way. Boston, they're playing actually twice in the next seven games. One away and one yeah, at home. Wow. So I've got them down to lose at least one of those games. Mm. They finished sixty and twenty-two. Phenomenal season for Toronto. They've clinched. They've clinched it. They've clinched. I it. think it's as simple as that. There's no way that Boston, who is the only one that can, will catch them. No. So Toronto, your number one seed in the East. Number two, no surprises, Celtics. Yeah. Um, fifty-two and twenty-three at the moment. I think they'll probably end up finishing fifty-seven wins. They'll lose at Toronto and. Uh, maybe a little bit controversially, I think they'll lose to Washington as well. Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a close game last time. I think for Celtics, though, the main thing they've got to keep in mind is getting their team healthy. Like, they've still got Smart out. They've still got, you know, Horford's in and out, essentially. And Kyrie Kyrie's come back. He's, he's gone. So, really, for them, it's about resting. These two teams, Toronto and Celtics, they can rest. Yeah. They've got the same... They're in the same position as Houston and Golden State. There is no need for them to fight for home court advantage because no. they've got it. They've got it. And they can't. I don't think they'll have the chance to move up. I think Toronto has basically sealed it. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, third seed. So this is where it gets a little bit more interesting because there's now we've kind of got the cluster here between Cleveland, Indiana, and Philadelphia. In my mind... <laughs> it's, it's essentially Cleveland all the way through the Bucks. It's <laughs> yeah. a cluster. Um, there has been a little gap open up uh, between third and fifth spot and then sixth and eighth. Yeah, that's true. Um... Right now, in my point of view, I think Cleveland do end up in the third seed. They're 46-30 and 30 at the moment. Mm. I actually think they'll win the next six. 
Um, they'll beat Toronto at home. They'll beat Philly without Embiid. And they'll beat Washington, which is the other one in that last six games. And I think they'll get to 52 wins. This is a team that lost to the Lakers, mind you. Mind you. So, I am saying Not that the Lakers are a bad team. They're my team and I love them. But, yeah, I, I don't reckon they go six. I reckon they drop at least a couple, maybe even an upset in, in Philly. This is with this is assuming that I'd say Ben Simmons has to go nuts because seventy yeah. sixes without Embiid I'll go through in a bit I don't think are a great team I think they're a they're they're a, they're an eighth seed yeah they're not a third seed they're not a third seed so this no. is what kind of kills the seventy sixes I think and very unfortunate for my fantasy as well um, that <laughs> yeah. Embiid is currently out just a quick shout out we me, me and Will are playing each other in the fantasy grand final and uh, currently up but who knows. Who knows who will win Long, that one? It finishes on April the 11th. So you know what? We'll we will you. find it. We will let you know what, where, that, where that ends up. Yeah. Okay, um, so who's who's fourth then? So fourth, at the moment, it's the 76ers. But what I actually have it, the Pacers get the fourth seed. Okay. Why do the Pacers get the fourth seed? They win four of the next six games, losing to Toronto and the Warriors. Okay. Um, yeah, that's fair. I mean, they could even beat the Warriors, really, if Durant sits. Potentially. Potentially, I think those are the two games that they probably drop. Mm. So they'll get to forty nine wins. I think. I think for Pacers, it depends if Toronto's resting. If Toronto's resting, they could win that game. They, could win that they game rest well. DeRozan, Lowry, Ibaka. Like anything's possible. I agree with that. So Pacers are one of those that I, I think will probably end up on forty nine wins, approximately. Mm-hmm. The seventy sixes then right now forty five and thirty. I actually see them going uh, four, uh, three and uh, four and uh, is it four and four? Yeah. No, four and three in their their next games. Yeah. Um, they're gonna lose, in my point of view, without Embiid, they will struggle. They'll lose to the Bucks, they'll lose to Cleveland, and I controversially have gone here with they'll lose to the Pistons as well. No one loses to the Pistons. Like I mean it's possible, but keep in mind Blake Griffin just got injured. So it's literally just Drummond and Reggie Jackson versus Philly. So hear me out why I think that. Yeah. 76ers without Embiid go 4-3 and three for the following reasons. With Embiid, they out- outscore opponents yeah. 11.6 points per 100 possessions. That's better than the Houston Rockets. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen these stats and they're like minus 3. 3.9 yeah. points without him. He's on a two to four week injury after that collision with Markel Fultz who yeah. comes back and injures their best player. <laughs> um, and they'll need Embiid come playoff time. They will. I honestly believe they go four and three. They end up on the same number of wins as the Pacers, both on forty nine wins. But the Pacers own the series series season series. With right. The so yeah, it's okay. So Pacers clinch the fourth seed. Seventy Sixers get the fifth seed. Okay. Um, which will be a good matchup come playoff time. It'd be a great matchup. Now the uh, the bottom three, all you Wizards fans out there, I actually have you finishing sixth. Um, you're currently forty one and thirty four. I could actually see you winning five games to finish on 46 wins mm-hmm. probably with losses to Cavs and who you can never beat and the Rockets. Yeah, depending on rest. And I think that's the thing that's so hard with the end of the season. You don't know which teams are resting and which teams aren't. Like, it really could go either way. Either way. Um, for 7th and 8th, this is again close because right now you've got the Heat and Bucks with the same record after the Bucks win over the Lakers today. Mm-hmm. Both on 41 wins and 35 losses. I actually see them both finishing with the same record again come the end of the season, both with 45 wins. The Heat, in my point of view, probably lose to the Thunder and the Raptors. Uh, the Bucks will lose to the Nuggets and Celtics. Can I just say, the matchups that you've put forward, I reckon every single one of those series, 
I could not say who's going to win. Yeah. Honestly, could not say. It, it's it's good. It, it's really interesting. So what that means is, and, and, and why does the Heat actually end up in front of the Bucks, considering they both have the same win records? It's the same thing. The Heat own the se- season series with yeah. the Bucks. Heat finish seventh, Bucks finish eighth. What does that mean for the playoffs? Toronto play the Bucks for the second year in a row. Yeah. And that was series. a good series last great year. Great series. So that'll be interesting. Celtics uh, Heat. Celtics Heat. Also, I think a great series, especially with Kyrie being uncertain. And Heat's played some phenomenal games, mind you. Yep. Cleveland Wizards, which is the series that I thought last playoffs that if they were together, Wizards would have won. I think they match up really well. Western Conference, see, that's funny because that could have been the Western Conference final last year and we're going to get that in the first round. Yeah, the Eastern Conference, year. yeah. And then Pacers 76ers. Yeah. Without Embiid, the Pacers have a chance and home court advantage. That's true. Okay, tell me the West. Now the West. This is the one where it's more of a cluster than than any time before. Yeah. Um, who have we got coming first? Well, no surprises. The Rockets. Number uh, one and two, everyone knows. Number one and two. Now... I actually see them losing two games before the end. They finish with 66 wins. They've currently got 62, so they win four, lose two. The mm. only reason they lose is because they decide to rest Harden and Paul. Well, it's the same with Warriors as well. I think the games they won't rest is against teams that potentially would be a matchup for them. So, like, let's say they don't want to match up with the Pels and they're playing the Pelicans, they'd play a proper team, Maybe. obviously. So I, I actually see them losing to the Spurs and mm-hmm. losing to the Trailblazers. Okay. And the Trailblazers, because they've already played them, they've beaten them in Portland, they don't need to see... They know what they're getting. And yeah. Portland need to win that game. Um, so I I think they've, they've clinched it. It really doesn't affect them. It actually doing. makes it easier for them. Because if, if the Trailblazers end up as fourth then they might have to verse them second round instead of potential conference finals. I think they'd rather... I won't spoil it. Yeah. Um, Number two, Warriors. So I, with now, with Durant back and Green back and Thompson going to be back and really just missing Curry, I still, despite resting, I still think they win six of the next seven. They need to meld together. They haven't played together in like two months. They have to play. They have to play. Uh, The only loss they will have will probably be to the Jazz and that's towards the end of the season. Yeah. Um, And the Jazz will need to win that game. Um, yeah, so definitely. I think they probably lose because they rest again or the Jazz are just, they're a good team, um, effectively. So let's, I think Warriors get two. Let's get to the real stuff. Let's get this to the is stuff. the good stuff because essentially from Trailblazers, Trailblazers I'm pretty sure are set, but from Spurs downward, it could be anyone's could game. Be anyone. So third seed, thanks my boys, the Trailblazers, I think they end up winning four of their next six games. I think they'll probably, controversially maybe, lose to the Nuggets and the Spurs. Um, so they'll end up with 51 wins, which, to be honest with you, if you gave me that at the start of the season, I would have said thank you very much. Good season. Um, good season for the Trailblazers. I, I think, think they don't have to push to get that. I think they'll easily get third. They've got the Mavs. They've got the Grizzlies um, coming up as well. So that's, I think, two gimme wins for teams that want to lose. Um, and then I think they'll they'll probably get... Although... <laughs> The Memphis Grizzlies did beat they Paul, did. and we'll get to that in the tankathon. We'll get to that in the tankathon. Um, fourth seed, the Spurs. Okay. So currently forty-four and thirty-two. Yeah. I actually see them winning all six of their last games. I think they beat the Blazers. I think they beat the Rockets, and I think they beat the Pelicans, which are probably the biggest matchups for them. I think yeah. they're starting to click. They are. They scarily are playing, for everyone else. They are playing really well, and when you've got Pop as a coach and Lamarcus Aldridge playing like he did, essentially in Portland. Yeah. It's a good team. It's a good team. And they've got a deep team as well. When Tony Parker and Manager Nobly are your bench, you're doing okay. You're doing okay. 
Look, I don't think they'd do anything in the postseason without Kawhi. I think Kawhi is still their guy. He might come back. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> we don't know. Does anyone know where he is right no now? No idea. I don't no think Pop knows where he is. But I think Rockets and Spurs will play potentially in the, in the conference semis, which will be a great series. But Spurs, you come in fourth. Okay, so who's who's fifth? Because this fifth. is where it really starts getting interesting. This You've is where got it gets interesting. Utah Timberwolves, OKC, Pelicans, Nuggets, Clippers, essentially all in this bracket here. You do, you do. I see Utah clinching the fifth seed. Um, they've been playing so well. They've been playing. Oh my god, they are been, such a good team. They've been doing really well out of nowhere. Um, I think they end up losing to the Blazers in the last game of the regular season, but they do beat the Warriors, as I mentioned up before. Um, so they end up on forty-eight wins. Um, so. Good season. Great season. End. Especially given the fact that Gobert was out for like, what, 30 games? Gobert comes in and they win games. Yeah. And Donovan Mitchell has come out of nowhere. Um, Jake Crowder's even playing well, so really... Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Um, so ends up being a good season for them. They get the fifth seed and they'll play the Spurs, which will be a good series. That would be a... I would have no idea. I would say Spurs win only because of experience. Pop. Yeah. Uh, sixth seed, Timberwolves. Okay. Um, they they end, are right now 44 wins, 33 losses. I think they win three of their next five games. They end up with 47 wins. They lose to the Nuggets and they lose to the Jazz. They play the Nuggets twice in yeah. this next period. I mean, they, they only won by one. one point the other day. Yeah. So it's... it's Who knows? And especially with Jimmy Butler, depends if he comes back. He comes back at the last couple of games. They're a decent team. Yeah. I, I still think they probably win three games um, and get to 47 wins. OKC are seventh seeds and I think they also get to 47 wins. Uh, the Timberwolves own the season series with the Thunder, so that's why the Thunder are down in seventh seed. I mean, it's pretty terrible for Golden State, if you think about it. That's a great first-round matchup. That is a it? huge first-round matchup. Um, I think they lose to the Warriors, and I think they lose to the Rockets. Um, for OKC, they've got, a, again, a tough a tough run-in. I think they end up on 47 wins. And to be honest with you, if you're an OKC fan and you end up with the seventh seed at the start of this year, you're probably a bit disappointed. Yeah, you're pissed. And you're getting that Russ Fury ready to just, like, break necks. In, <laughs> or as Zaza Pachulia would do, break ankles yes, exactly. in the postseason. Watch out, Russ. Um, yeah. But I think that's really disappointing for them because not only do they not have home court advantage for the rest of the playoffs, you're playing the Warriors in the first round. Yeah. And no one wants the Warriors in the first and round. And if you win that your next best thing is you're playing Portland or it's funny team. if you're playing Portland um, Portland won that season series 4-0 so yeah. you're, it's tough for your, if you're an OKC Thunder fan 8th um, seed and, and final player position is the big one I'm giving it to the Pelicans I think Pelicans get to 46 wins uh, they're currently on 43 so they win uh, they go 3-3 three and three basically to finish the year tough I think, run in to the end though. tough run in the end I think they lose to the Thunder they lose to the Warriors and they lose to the Spurs um, to get to 46 wins but they're in the playoffs yeah and you've still got Anthony Davis playing like crazy Drew Holiday's playing well really their team without Boogie is still quite good it's not where they wanted to be and I'm sure they would also be disappointed yep. they probably wanted to be 3rd or 4th but really, I think for the Pels, they finished strong. Anthony Davis has been putting up a couple of 40-15 games. Yep. You know, he's been playing very well. It could it could be good for them to be eighth versus think, Houston. I think it'd be a really interesting matchup. I think it'd be an interesting matchup. I I'm I'm impressed. AD has gone absolutely nuts, yeah. which has been very good. Um, I think Nikola Mirotic has been a little bit disappointing for them, but I think with Mirotic, Davis, Rondo, and Drew Holiday, who knows what noise they make in the playoffs? But they make it. Okay, just, so, so just, you, yeah. you think 
Pell's eighth. That means Nuggets and Clippers eliminated. Yeah, look, if you're if you're the Clippers fan, I see you coming tenth. Good for your first round pick. I think the only one win you get is the last game of the season against the Lakers. Disagree, you, but you, okay. You probably lose five of your next six. You got a very tough run in. As for Nuggets, I think they're pushing for that eighth seed. They win the next four. They win four of their uh, last six. The only losses they do have is to the Pacers away and to the Timberwolves because you're matching up against them twice. You get to 45 wins, but, man, their coach is under pressure. They don't make the playoffs with that team. Yeah, it's a good team. But also, Millsap was out for a very long time. True. Will Barton has been playing like crazy good. I think at the end of the day, they didn't do as well as they should have, but it's injuries. Same with the Pels and the... I'm not even going to speak about the Clippers, but... You know, I think the Pelicans were in a similar situation. Great team, just injuries stifled yeah. them. Yeah. So what what am I saying for the first round of the playoffs? You got the Rockets against the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. You got the Warriors and the Thunder. Oh. Great series. Great Blazers, series. Wolves. Which not is... a great series. Blazers win. I think. It depends. I think on that's Butler. the. Only... Yeah, it does depend on Butler. But given Butler's current state of not playing for the past couple of months, he's still going to be a bit rusty, and it did take the Wolves a bit of time to click into gear. Yep. Still reckon. And then Spurs Jazz. And I think another Pops, great series. Pops got that though. So Yeah. Okay, so that's the playoffs. And I think our next episode will be at the very start of the playoffs. Which is great. Which is great timing. We can check whether I was correct. We will, and we'll check whether I was correct about the great tankathon. Oh good. My favourite. We talked about good teams. Now yeah, I'm talking about the shit. Teams. We should have spoken about the shit teams first. <laughs> now let's start at the bottom and work our way up. Because I reckon that's just the easiest way to do it. Yep. Because I think Phoenix, with 19 wins on the season, I reckon they've clinched the bottom spot. Well, the rest of their season is they've got two games against the Warriors, against the Rockets, the Pelicans, only two teams under 500, which is the Kings and the Mavs. I'm going to be honest, they want to lose because, best case scenario, they get one or two wins. Likely they end up with 20 wins. With 20 wins, they 100% secure that bottom spot because mm-hmm. Memphis is second last or I'm going to just say second in lottery, Yep. Um, and they're on 21. So for Suns to only win one of those games, that's the aim. Yep. You don't want to win more than that. Yeah. Because you're secure, they get that top lottery slot, 25% chance of first draft pick. It's what they need. They're a young team, add another draftee who's good, could be great you, for you them. Need someone, you need a point guard alongside Booker, and you need someone good alongside Josh Jackson. Yeah. That, he has been... Those two players are the key future. to that team. It's the future. I love Tyson Chandler, but really. <laughs> <laughs> and Jared Dudley, who I found out still plays basketball. Wow. wow. Uh, he's like 50 now. Yeah. Still great. Um, so I reckon the next team from there is Memphis, who are 21 wins currently. Um, they play Jazz Portland, who they beat without Lillard, which was terrible that. for them yeah. because it boosted them from 20 to 21, tied with Atlanta. But then they play Kings, Detroit, Timberwolves, Thunder. I reckon they probably win one or two games. They probably beat the Kings. Maybe they beat Detroit. Um, they end up with 23. And this is actually really, this is really crucial for them because Atlanta's tied with 21 as well, yep. right? Atlanta has a much harder schedule. They play the Sixers twice, the Heat twice, both teams that are vying for big playoff spots, Wizards and Celtics. And then they have a game against the Magic, right? So, really, I think, at best, they win against the Magic. They end up with 22, which means they actually catapult down, which is great for them. Atlanta becomes second draft, like... Draft seed, I guess, in the lottery. Second. They come second. They come second in the lottery race, but it means Memphis moves all the way down to third. 
mm. which is not great for them, especially when, uh, what's his name, JaVale Green? Oh, just, Jermichael. Jermichael. Jermichael Green, Green is just starting uh, power forward. Yeah, wow. Uh, even with Mike Colony on the on the bench and Marcus Stoll still technically playing for you, it's not a team that's going to win many games and they need those drafts. I think with them it would be interesting. You, you need a healthy Mike Connolly. You need Marcus Stoll to play a well. healthy Mike Connolly. That's it's a bit a of an oxymoron when you joke, think about it. it. They um, had a healthy season in 05-06 before <laughs> I even started playing basketball. <laughs> Conley, Gasol, Chandler Parsons, who everyone... Oh, he still about. plays. He still plays. On an astronomical contract. And a first-round draft pick. That could be okay next year. They could be okay. Um, heading now to Orlando. Orlando have a very easy schedule. They've got, like, three teams that are over 500. they They're playing the Bulls, the Hawks. I think they actually just lost to the Bulls today. So they've got the Hawks, Knicks, Mavericks, Hornets... Raptors, Bucks, Wizards. They're probably going to lose against Raptors, Bucks, Wizards, but they could beat the Knicks, they could beat the Hawks, they could beat the Mavericks, and who knows with the Hornets. That's a yeah. potential three wins for them, which takes their 22 all the way down, all the way up to 25, which is really, when you're finishing this season, tragic. Yeah. They've probably got the easiest schedule out of the tanking teams, uh, which is not what you want, especially when Aaron Gordon's trying to prove himself. Like, yeah. it's not ideal. Just start resting players. Seriously, that's what they need to do. Yeah. Um, Dallas, uh, they've got 23 wins, but they've got a you know an even schedule. Wolves, Portland, Cleveland, Magic, Pistons, Suns, 76ers. I think today they only lost by a point or two to... They point to the Wolves. To the Wolves. So, you know, who knows what could happen in Cleveland and Portland, but chances are they might actually win a couple of games against the Magic or the Pistons. They'll definitely beat the Suns. So they're looking at two or three more wins. I put them at 25 wins as well. Um, Sacramento have a pretty... Damn hard schedule. They play the Warriors, Rockets, Spurs. Destined to lose those. Um, they're probably going to lose against the Lakers as well. Who knows about the Suns or Grizzlies? I think they're only at best going to lose two games. Put them at 26 mm. for the end of the season, which means they win a couple more games. Mm. It could be 25 or 26. They're aiming for that 25 to tie with the to tie with Orlando, Dallas, so that they can you know move up the ranks. But really, at the moment, I think 26 is probably the likely reality. Yep. Um, Chicago. Um, Chicago are playing also very, very easy schedule. They play Brooklyn twice. They play the Pistons. They play Charlotte. They play Magic. They lose two games against Boston and the Wizards. But they likely end up with 27 wins, which means they are secured in that spot. Well, they're currently tied with Brooklyn. I reckon they end up ahead of Brooklyn in the sense that they have more wins. I reckon Brooklyn actually only wins a couple of games. They also have an easy schedule, but not as easy as Chicago. So and and they did beat the Magic today, so that does get them to that twenty. They're at twenty five now. Yeah, which I mean, chances are they've got, you know, at least another two wins in there. Yeah, exactly. And I think Brooklyn end up. They've got Chicago twice, Detroit, Heat, Seventy Sixers, Bucks, and Boston. I reckon they lose a lot of them. A lot mm. of them. So the worst records at the moment are Atlanta and Suns. They've lost. They're like I think Atlanta's one and ten, one and nine. Um, the Suns are zero and ten. Kings are playing okay. This is how I think it ends up because New York, Lakers, Detroit, Charlotte. They're all thirty wins and above. I think New York might even be twenty seven, but still they're not. They're not in this race really. No. It's going to end up being Phoenix. They're going to be the number one pick with at best 20 wins then Atlanta Memphis Mavericks Orlando Kings Chicago Brooklyn Kings are the only ones that if they play 
really bad, <laughs> they could end up uh, ahead of Mavericks and Orlando, but I think the rest stay the same. I think it's pretty locked in for the Tankathon. I mean, it's important to know that there are picks that trade around there, but really, at the end of the day, the top five are pretty secure. So what you're telling me is that you think Cleveland pick at number eight? That's what I think. Mm, interesting. That is what I think, which is very stupid of Brooklyn. They have not done well. <laughs> Um, no, that's that's good. Yeah, I, so I, the Tankathon will be interesting. We'll definitely give you an update in two weeks to let you know. But I think the playoffs are so much more interesting than which team is the most shit. <laughs> it's like, which team is the filthiest this week? Yeah. Um, but it, you know what? Like, it, it keeps those games interesting. Like, not that I ever want to watch Brooklyn and Chicago play twice in the next week or two. Like, I don't that, think anyone... That's definitely not the nationally televised game. I'll tell you that much. No, I couldn't imagine so. But, um... We will uh, we'll keep you uh, keep you updated. Now it's important that we finish the episode with our favorite and only segment, which I reckon is actually we got a couple of segments, but this is my favorite. Where does LeBron go to this week, this Harry? This week he's going to the drum roll, please. Pelicans. Now people have been speaking about AD and you know LeBron teaming up for the whole season. Like, what if AD went to the Cavs? Well, what about if LeBron went to the Pelicans? Now, it's not likely going to happen because they literally only have about 34 million projected cap space. Yep. Their entire team is pretty much on the books except for Boogie and uh, there's one other one. Rajon. Yeah, Rajon Rondo and Ian Clark. The rest of the team stays intact and you have uh, Drew Holiday on a huge contract. You have AD on a huge contract. Yep. Essentially two max players. But we're saying hypothetically, LeBron's like, you know what? I just really want to play with AD, which I think would be a phenomenal pairing. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, you know, you have that in Drew Holiday as the point. That's a that's a, that's good, a good. That's a big three. Big three. Yeah. That is a big three. Uh, you don't re-sign Boogie, who's you know still out with his ACL. The chance of this happening, I'd put it c- close to zero, because they only have thirty-four million. LeBron's not going to settle for that much in. In, or, in New Orleans. I mean, they still have other players they need to get. They need to get a backup for Ian Clark and Rajon Rondo as well. But this is the starting lineup, potentially. Drew Holiday, Anthony Davis, unless he leaves to Boston, which is, you know, that's what I'm dreaming for. Eight one more, maybe. And then, at centre, none other than Omar Asik. Bring back the GOAT. Bring him back. I think he's in the contract for another year in uh, Chicago. He's still on that team. So effectively, unknown centre. Yeah. Someone on a minimum contract who says, I'll play Okafor. Yeah. That, that, just I just mean, leave him there. He's probably getting paid like 400000 or 750000 Just get someone on get a minimum. Get him back. And that starting five is decent. Their bench would be trash. But with Miritich. With Miritich, it could be okay. Maybe even Miritich gets in that starting lineup. Uh, but really, you're relying on Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. <laughs> to Law LeBron, look, Anthony Davis has had some 14-15 games. Yep. This is without Boogie Cousins, they ended up 43-32. and 32. Not bad for a team that's literally relying on Anthony Davis to play all the games and has no bench. Yep. LeBron doesn't want to go to a team that's rebuilding like this. Young players, maybe. But a team that has two stars and max contract already... And no bench? I'm sorry. My verdict is that LeBron James will not be going to the Pelicans. That's a big surprise right there. Um, I'm calling bank on that one. No, that makes sense. But it's not going in. It's going far off. Far far missing. Um, Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us for Call and Bank, our second episode. Uh, We'll be back in a couple of weeks in time for the playoffs just before they start, which is going to be a big, big episode playoff special. Uh, Might even have some, you know, special... Special new segments. 
Maybe. Knows? I don't know. I don't know if we're that creative. I don't know if we're that creative. <laughs> yeah. But I will let you know um, how these predictions went. And if you made any money off it, well, I'll take the credit. And if you lost money, I had nothing to do with it. So <laughs> uh, join us back in a couple of weeks. Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys.